Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Press Rogers is the CEO of The Pinning Oasis, a growing Pinterest marketing boutique agency where she helps established and badass online coaches, service providers, content creators, and others jumpstart and enhance their Pinterest strategies to get more eyes on their content, grow their email list, and skyrocket their visibility with and without paid ads. So obviously, you know, why Precious is here because we have a lot in common and I have so many questions. Selfishly, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm great. Um, don't feel selfish. Most people are. Usually when I meet with people, they're like, I'm going to be selfish, selfish for myself, but you guys are going to get good information as well. So I love it, um, especially when people don't know too much about Pinterest because it really allows us to have a really authentic conversation. So I love it. I love this. I love everything about this. I don't know enough about Pinterest and I get asked so much about it. So when I came across your business and your world, I knew it was the perfect fit for you to share with our audience um, the tea on all things Pinterest. So before we jump in though, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about yourself, anything that feels important to share to really set the stage before we dive in. Oh, there's so many things. (laughs) Um, Only everything. (laughs) So let's start with something fun. Um, you know, as you're listening to this, if you're someone who thinks the waffles are better than pancakes, I don't want to be your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cause pancakes are superior. So that's something that I always talk about. My you audience can stop listening I, right now like, and just leave. <laughs> like I love pancakes. I will eat waffles if I have to, but pancakes are superior. So if you want to slide in my DM so we can argue about this, I will debate you down. <laughs> And um, let's see some other fun things. I used to live abroad in South Korea for three years. Um, So I used to teach English. That was an amazing experience. And I got into um, Pinterest marketing in 2019. Um, I started out as a virtual assistant. And my first client was one of my Pinterest clients. And it snowballed from there, having me like go down a rabbit hole of figuring it out. And like seeing like the magic behind it, because I didn't know like people paid people to help them with their Pinterest. Like, cause I used to see Pinterest the way a lot of people still see Pinterest. And then I was able to see like, oh my God, this is another marketing platform that is like really underrated, really undervalued, but there's so much like greatness behind it. So yeah, that's some fun things about me. And I can talk about Pinterest all day. 
I'm so excited because we're going to, um, I love that that was the first way that we got into our marketing agency as well, by just having one client with a problem that we had to figure out how to solve. And for us, it became really heavily on the paid media side of things. When it comes to Facebook and Instagram, we do Google, we do YouTube and we do LinkedIn, but we don't do Pinterest. And so I feel like this is such a great opportunity to be able to share somebody. We get asked this all the time and I'd say, you know, I hear it's great, but we don't specialize in it. So I also was sort of under the impression before I looked at your website that Pinterest ads specifically were mainly for like e-commerce. And I feel like I couldn't be more wrong. And so I'm so excited to talk about who it's for because we have really similar clientele. So I'm feeling like I could be missing a great opportunity for my clients. And second of all, um, and how to grow your email list this way is what I'm really excited about learning because my biggest favorite overarching marketing strategy is to grow your email list, like hands down best 401k plan for your business. So I'm excited to hear your take on all of this. Let's just start from the beginning and why Pinterest, you know, who, who's, who's it best for, how do you start? Like what's the high level, like when, when it comes to using Pinterest this way? Yeah. Pinterest is definitely for someone who is looking to, I like to say, to get more eyes on your content. So of course that's traffic and you want to get traffic as a business because it's, it, what keeps your business going is having people buy your content, buy your business and all those things. And Pinterest is amazing for that, especially for getting people into your funnels at the very top. So Pinterest is very good for a top of, mar- um, top of funnel marketing strategy. So that's to feed that cold traffic into your universe. And then as they go through your funnels and your journeys, that's when you get, can start um, actually converting them and nurturing them. But Pinterest is there to actually get you know new people seeing you, new people finding your content so that you can then be like, okay, now you see my videos or blog posts or whatever it is. And now you're interested, you join my email list because it's great for that. And now I can actually convert you down the line. Um, so I would say if you are someone that wants people either seeing more of your content, whether that is your digital content. If you are a, you know, a product seller, definitely you want to use Pinterest just in general, because it is a really good e-commerce. Um, it's really good for e-commerce um, sellers. And for, if you are like a, a coach or a content creator, it's good for you as well. You just have to know your why you have to be creating content to drive Pinterest traffic to. But the big thing is understanding why do you want to be on this platform? And that's what any platform overall is like, why do you want to be here? Let's figure out our goals and we can know what our key performance indicators are and things like that. Okay. Question. My next question. Thank you. My next (laughs) question is, so if I had an organic, when it comes to Instagram and Facebook, your organic strategy is really important. Same with LinkedIn. It's going to help your campaigns do a lot better. So how active does somebody need to be on Pinterest just organically before we even get into paid media and paying for ads? What is sort of like the first couple of steps you would recommend for somebody that's like interested in using this platform specifically for marketing uh, and top of funnel. Yeah. So I will always suggest that you create a Pinterest profile um, and you want to optimize that profile in a way that makes it look like you are legit. Like you are, you know, someone on this platform actually using it because yes, you can run ads without actually having like an organic strategy or having like your profile set up. But 
I, I don't think that's a good strategy to have because if someone clicks on your profile, they're right. going to just be met with nothing. Right. So I like to always say, even for my clients who don't really want to use it organically, we're going to still set up your account. We're going to pin some of your pins because anytime you um create an ad, unlike, you know, like on Facebook, I can create an ad that's not on my Instagram or whatever like right, that. Right. On Pinterest, once you, you have to have it on Pinterest for it to be something that you create an ad from. So Got you it. will create an ad and they're going to have you either upload the pin and it's going to be added to one of your boards or you can pick from a pin that's already on um, one of your boards or on your profile already. So it's going to end up on your profile anyway. So okay. it's good to just set it up in a way that looks like you are using this platform. People can get more information about what you do. It doesn't have to be like where you use it organically all the time, but having some kind of strategy behind it because Pinterest also with ads is really good for your organic strategy because once someone shares your pin, once it keeps getting shared, it's going to get earned like saves and um outbound clicks and things like that. So things you, that you're not paying for, but you're getting because it was once an ad. So it's really good for your organic strategy as well. And not just for, you know, using it for, for ads and things like that. Interesting. Okay. This is all really, really helpful information. So my next question is when it comes to e-commerce, it makes total sense why Pinterest is a great platform, super visual. It's really easy to shop. Um, it's mainly what I use it for, right? Is when I'm looking for a particular style or redecorating my home or things like that. So I would love to focus on, sorry to my e-com people, but I would love to focus on service-based because a lot of my clients are coaches, healers, doing online workshops, have digital offerings, things like this. So what kind of content would someone like that be posting about that gets the most engagement? Is it like quotes? Is it videos? Like, tell me more about the actual types of content. Right. So I think what a lot of people kind of fall short or get lost when it comes to Pinterest is that they automatically start thinking like social media platforms and thinking I have to create content for Pinterest. But the difference is one is not a social media platform. It is a search engine. Like you were saying, you go there to search for something. Um, I, I like to compare that no one, well, no one I know <laughs> ever goes to Pinterest thinking, oh, you know, I want to see what such and such is doing today or what such and such posted today. We're not going there to interact with anyone. Even if we follow them, we're not going there to do that. Whereas if I go on Instagram, I might be going to see what some of my favorite people have posted or if they've right. done any like reels or anything like that. I'm going there to engage and interact. Whereas Pinterest, I'm going there because I'm searching for something or maybe I'm looking for inspiration for something. Like I've gone sometimes and know that I'm going to eventually see some kind of re recipe that I may want to try that I probably never do. <laughs> but I'm like kind of scrolling and seeing what comes out at me. And I'm not there to interact. I'm there to find inspiration or an idea or a solution right. to something. That's such so, a good point. Yeah. I always remember that. Like you are using these for two different reasons. That's why, you know, I, I consider Pinterest and Instagram really great things to have because like I mentioned before, Pinterest is going to bring the people in, but you still have to nurture them in some kind of way. And you can do that on your engagement platforms if you have it. And of right. course, your like email Instagram, list as well. your email yeah. list. Totally. So, so it's like a totally brand new untapped 
marketplace for top of funnel and based on searches, which I think is really interesting and really different. So it's like similar, more similar to Google in that way. Um, but we forget that because it's so visual, it kind of feels like it's a social media platform, but it's actually search. And so it's it's like a, I mean, people forget YouTube too. YouTube is also a search engine. The top three is usually Google, YouTube, and Pinterest. And it's like, it's, I feel like Pinterest pulls in like things from both Google and YouTube, whereas, you know, you can't be on YouTube if you don't create videos for YouTube. So the same thing, you have to create pin images for Pinterest. But what's different between YouTube and Pinterest is that YouTube, you're getting the content, you're creating content basically for YouTube, like you're there for that content. Pinterest, you're driving traffic to your content off of Pinterest. Now there's two sides to this now with idea pins, but We'll we'll break that down a little bit later. But usually um, one way to use it is to drive traffic to your content off the platform. So you're not creating content. You're in a sense, I like to say you're repurposing. So if you're sending Pinterest traffic to your YouTube videos, if you're sending it to your your website with your podcast episodes or your blog posts on there or your YouTube videos as well, because I recommend with Pinterest always um, prioritizing sending to your website because they're going to prioritize that traffic because it's a claim site that you have. So for me, I embed my YouTube videos on my website as blog posts, and I also get them transcribed as blog posts. I don't do any, like I create my videos because videos are my core content. So I create those, I post them on YouTube, but then I also embed them and turn them into blog posts on my website. So I'm getting like a lot out of this one video. Yeah. And um, and it's all organic so far. I mean, that's really exciting. And so it finally clicked for me. So I'm just going to repeat it because (laughs) I just want to make sure everyone's understanding, because I think this is a really different way of repurposing our content. I don't need to create content for Pinterest. I use my existing content on my website primarily and other platforms. And that's what we're pinning people to. So it's not like I have to create a video for Pinterest. I just use something that I already have, have, which is is so great. Right. Once you find a good workflow, that's the hard part because it's, I mean, with any type of repurposing, I have a workflow for how I get my, you know, videos to YouTube, to my blog posts. It's all a workflow. So within that, having that, adding in like creating pin images, because that's the content that you create for for Pinterest is the actual pin images that's going to give people information about what this um, content that you're sending them them to. Yeah. So, and then the other side is if you, you can create content for Pinterest now because they have idea pins. But even with that, I always suggest finding a way to do it more repurposeful. So if you're doing reels, um, Instagram stories, um, TikToks, those things can be repurposed to Pinterest as idea pins. So for those who don't know, idea pins are very similar to Instagram stories, any you know, TikTok reels, those things. But they are also very different in the sense that they do not disappear. You can post up to what they call pages, so 20 pages, um, and they can be both video and like static images. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really there to kind of give people ideas or inspire or value right on the platform, just like you would do with a reel or a TikTok. Um, It's just figuring out the way to repurpose it in a way that makes sense for people on Pinterest. So it might be an extra step that you're taking in your workflow. Like I tell people when they have, um, let's say a podcast. So when I get podcast audiograms, I put post those on my Pinterest as idea pins. And what I do is I have like the audiogram first, 
And then next I might have like a quick breakdown of what we talked about in the episode. And then uh, the next slide would be like a call to action for them to um, search on, like search on your favorite social media, not social media, podcast platform for this podcast to watch this episode or listen to this episode. So I'm using it in a different way where I'm like, okay, I have like the main content, but I'm giving them a little bit more, like adding additional pages just to be more Pinterest worthy. I call it Pinterest worthy. So it's not really like, oh, I got to create a video or I don't know. (laughs) Like I never create content for Pinterest. I take content that I'm creating on other platforms that I'm already doing in my marketing strategy. And now I'm using them on Pinterest as well to get that further and and more visibility. That's so smart. So do you really suggest Pinterest as a marketing tactic for any business? If you know, it's service-based e-commerce based, like it doesn't really matter as long as you have that additional content on your own platform and that's where you can drive people to. So if I, I guess my question is because I always, people always ask me like, when am I ready to run paid media? So at what point do you suggest actually taking that organic Pinterest strategy and putting, you know, ad spend behind it? Talk to me about that. Yeah. For me, I always say you have to be in a certain type of mindset. Because you have to understand that you're going to, um, you have to pay to play. I like to say spend money in order to make money. Um, and the thing is in the beginning, one Pinterest is slower than Facebook and Instagram ads. So you have to get that mindset. If you ever run other ads, like I ran Pinterest ads first and then ran Facebook ads. And yeah. I was like, this is completely different. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like Facebook is pretty quick, but they've been around longer. They have a more robust system. Pinterest ads have not been around that long. Um, and it's a different type of audience. You know, um, Facebook ads, they're kind of interruptive. Like they pop up in our feed because they're following us everywhere. And then they're just like, hi. And whereas um, Pinterest is more, you're already kind of on like the search platform and you're seeing things differently. So you might be in a different mm, mindset. Right. Um, but yeah, when it comes to that, you have to be ready to spend money. So I always suggest like saving up in a sense so that you are ready to invest that in that, in that way in your business. Right. Um, Cause I usually say in the beginning with Pinterest, you want to have, you want to be able to say, I'm going to put like $500 towards Pinterest ads for the next three months. And this is really about me testing and getting that data, especially if you have not put like the, we call it the Pinterest tag, but it's the same thing as a Facebook pixel. Um, If you have not right. put that on your website already, I suggest doing that, you know, now so that you can start collecting the data. And it's not about, don't think of it as losing mon- uh, money. If you set them up right, you are collecting data. Yeah. And that's invaluable. So yeah, I, I I love the way you say that collecting data and just investing in your business. Like whenever you invest in marketing, wherever it is, you're investing in your business and it's right. an investment, which is just that. And so I think when it comes to paid media, I love the way that you explain it because I am met as I'm sure you are with so much resistance when it comes to paying for advertising. And I totally agree. You have to pay to play and it's yeah. worth playing the game. Like and it's, I, I get it. It's scary. Cause anytime I've done it, it's scary, but there is the other side is that organic strategy is going, no matter what is going to take much longer. It, so, and I feel that an organic strategy in combination with a top of funnel strategy that's going to get new people in your world all the time to then interact with your organic content is a win-win. And I love paid media. I think it's so 
exciting that you can reach your dream customers in this way. And when I run cold ads for my clients and then they jump on their webinars and they're just all their people staring back at them, like we found them and they're out there (laughs) and it's so fun. And I'm excited to potentially try using Pinterest in this way for my own business, because I think you've really convinced me. I have a podcast. I have tons of content. I have really great. Podcasters really, I just want to be like, oh my God, you guys, there's so much. Yeah. And I have so much much top of funnel content too, like free guides and things like that. And now that I'm thinking about Pinterest and some of the things that I have found, like guides and recipes and like 10 steps to this, like those types of top of funnel things where most of us as creators already have graphics for, already have content, it's already existing. So it's just an additional way for people to find you. And I love the idea of using it as a search engine. Like people are searching for this type of content and, and then do you pay, um, by keyword in the same way you do with Google and YouTube with Pinterest? Is that how you set up the ads? It depends on how you set them up. So you can do interest, which is nothing. You can do interest before I get into it. If you run Facebook ads once again, because I, I was, I ran them differently on the other way around. Pinterest interests are very, not as robust as Facebook interests. <laughs> okay. When I got on Facebook and realized I can literally like really get down to what people, like how they use PayPal. <laughs> like, I can was, find you on Facebook. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Like, yeah. no wonder we think they're like, they're tracking, but they really are tracking us obviously, but it's like, they really track every little thing we can do. And I'm like, oh, oh they God, know like everything. Yeah. Right. So just know Instagram, um, Pinterest is not as robust, but they are interest based about, about what people do on Pinterest. Okay. Um, I personally think they need to update it because I feel like it has changed so much that they still kind of only show like the most, maybe, maybe what they consider to be the most popular, but there are other interests that's out there. So it's kind of sometimes hard to find. So like, right. if I'm in the marketing space, there's no marketing interest, but I know that people are on Pinterest searching for business thing, marketing things, right. all this stuff. Like there's no, you know, Instagram, like things like that. So it's like, I can't target like certain things that I wish I could target um, as far as the interests go, but you just got to figure out where your interests actually would be within your audience. And like, for me, marketing usually falls into like finance because people who are looking for right. financial stuff, they're looking for usually business stuff too. Right. Um, you can then, find those other interests. And that's why it's really important to understand your dream customer in such a big way. So we know what else they're interested in. And that's how right. we do it too. So it's like, what's the intersection between what you're selling and their interests, right? <laughs> and where does that overlap? And that's where we're going to meet them online. So yeah, definitely. So yeah. I, and then you can do by keywords, so then you will pay um, by the keyword. So it really depends on how you decide to set it up, but you can, the main ways are like either keywords and interests or just keywords or just interests. It's cool um, that you can do both. Yeah. Yeah, because basically with the platforms we're using, you either are doing keywords on Google or interests on Facebook, but Facebook isn't a search engine. So we can't actually serve people content based on what they're searching for on Facebook. So it's really interesting and I'm excited to learn. I love new marketing platforms. I just love marketing. I love growth. And I think Pinterest is, like you said, really underrated. And I'm so glad that this is your business and it's super niche and super specific, which congrats. That's like the whole recipe for a successful 
business is to just really find that thing. And it's really powerful to help people in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit more, um, before I get into some next steps and how people can maybe work with you. Um, if I am brand new considering this, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm like, okay, I'm really wanting to try this out. What do you suggest somebody does like just to start browsing on Pinterest or like how to start using it in a way that's beneficial for your business, even if it's just like high level organic, but the intention is to use it as a marketing platform for your business. Like how do I spend my time? Yeah. So after you optimize your account, so that means you've created your business account, you've done your keyword research, which is very, very, very important because it's the search engine. So people can't find your content if you have not keyworded it correctly. So cool. make sure we always keep that in mind. And then you want to, of course, start creating your pin images, but making sure that you're thinking about the pinner. Everything is about the, your content on Pinterest. So don't think about what you like, your things, anything like that. It's really about your content on Pinterest. A lot of people want to like create boards around their favorite things. And it's like, they don't care about that. Right. They're not here for that. You can post it on on Instagram, like your your wedding dress um, like that you want. Nobody cares about that on Pinterest when you're using it as a business. They're there for your content. So once you get into that, you want to start creating pins that are, I like to say action-based. They invoke some kind of curiosity. So that's why you see a lot of things like how to do this or like yeah. um, three ways to do this. Right, right. So, Easy top of funnel even, stuff. Right, yeah. Like even when you're, especially as podcasters, um, I see what I see that I don't think is very effective is that they will they will either just um, resize like their, their main graphic for Pinterest and it has things like episode 27 and they don't care about it. Nobody cares about that. Right. <laughs> right. And they don't, and you have to think about the title because some of your podcast title might be good for your podcast, but it might not be good for Pinterest. So like right. for this one, um, like they don't care if you would say like with press Rogers, like who is she? <laughs> like maybe they might know me, but maybe they probably don't. So it's not about me. It will be more about like, if you say like three ways to get started um, with Pinterest ads on, in your business. Right. That would be like more... Pinterest expert shares how to grow your business email list and revenue on Pinterest, right. things like that. So like things that make them be like, oh, let me see what the tips are going to be. They're thinking more about the content. And then if you do decide to do something like that, you want to make sure wherever you're sending them, make it easy for them. Yeah. Do not send them to your um, podcast, like landing page, like with all your podcasts because they're not going to search for whichever one it is. Send them straight to the thing. (laughs) I totally agree. Whatever (laughs) you're creating an ad for, whatever you're creating a post for, make it specific and it should link to that specific thing Mm -hmm. because that's what they clicked on. I totally agree. This is really exciting. I feel like I'm going to try it. Yes. And yeah, don't let it overwhelm you. Um, There's a lot of old tactics from, I'd say 2010s or whatever. Um, where it used to be, you know, 10 to 15 times a day. We don't have to do that anymore. It's right. not what it used to be. Um, it's really about quality over quantity. So even if you start out slow where you're pinning just one pin a day and you're just making sure it's not the same content that you're pinning to, like, right. I'm going to listen to this podcast episode for 30 days straight. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> because Pinterest is going to be like, you're only pinning this one URL, your spam, 
But if you already, have, especially like someone like you, you have the content where you're like, okay, I can probably pin to a different podcast episode every day. You yeah. can do that just to start off. Even if it's, you know, I, I say start and be consistent. That's the main thing is be consistent and consistent for Pinterest is not just a week or two weeks. It's going to take time. So yeah. you want to be consistent for three to six months before you really can start seeing what's happening. That first month, you're, that. you're not yeah. going to see much. <laughs> like, especially yeah, I think it's exciting because I, I also think a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth sometimes about social media. And so it can be hard with that kind of psychology to really authentically connect and sell your stuff and share value. And I'm always wanting another kind of platform to do that, which is why I love email and which is why I love the podcast, because there's these separate platforms where you're not on Instagram right now. You can be sitting at the beach in your car, getting ready for work, you know, whatever (laughs) you're doing present, listening to us. And it's just a different medium to connect and it feels different energetically because me, I think social media is really hard for people energetically and Pinterest just feels a little bit lighter. Yeah. As they call it one of the most um, positive platforms because you know, you don't find, you're not going to really see the heavy stuff on there. And then um, speaking of like, for me, like the, the first part of this year, I was not on like Instagram. Like I have one post from this year so far. And I just finally posted, like, I feel like I can come back now because I feel like in January is hibernation season for me. Like I'm hibernating still. I am not ready to really get back to work, but people are still getting into my funnel because of Pinterest. Mm. Like I don't have to show up every single day to get people into my funnel. Like I would have to on Instagram because on Instagram, I have to keep putting my content back in front of them on Pinterest. They search for my content. They come across it wherever they are on their journey, not where I am in my journey of telling them about things. So that's why it's really, really great. So even if it takes longer than those um, quicker platforms, your content lasts much longer on Pinterest. Yeah, it's sustainable. It's a sustainable strategy. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all this value. (laughs) Um, You're so knowledgeable. Tell me about, um, before I have a couple of rapid fire questions, but before that, (laughs) I would love to just hear how people can work with you and what you do for people. If somebody's like, okay, this sounds great, but I still need some support, or maybe I want somebody to do this for me. What are the next steps to learning more, finding more about you? Yeah. So you can find more information from me on my website. If you go to press Rogers forward slash magic, um, you will find all of my services that I offer. And if you're someone that really is like, you feel like you can DIY this yourself, I have a brand new course called the Pinterest Baddie Academy. So this is specifically for online business owners who really want to, who are ready to create a Pinterest marketing system that turns Pinterest to profit on autopilot. So that can be a great option for you. Um, and then of course, if you want to work with me, my, one of my signature offers is my Pinterest um, hybrid. So it is organic with very light Pinterest ads with the purpose of um, increasing your pin pin images reach and not on the not, not on the um, side of like conversions because people right. get that confused. Like I'm like, this is if you want Pinterest ads, then that's a whole different strategy and, and, and offer. But if you want to like kind of play with the ads a little bit where you want to push your pins up more to the top of the search results, then that is the Pinterest hybrid offer that I do offer. Ah, I love these offerings. Thank you. I'm very the hybrid is my new course. offer. I'm, yeah. I'm really excited about it because I know that 
organic is it can be slow i mean i don't like slow myself i like a little faster which is why i do pay to play <laughs> Same. And, but there is a way to do it where you don't have to break the bank all the time depending on what your goal is so with the hybrid is really for people who want to kind of just increase their pinterest reach so they know they can get more in front of people and then we can see how you know if they're getting more clicks and things like that then they might want to be like okay i really want to go full force with just right ads. so it's like getting the data before and we do the same thing. Every campaign we run is a total crawl, walk, run. And we just want to collect <laughs> the data. And I keep telling people like data is like, king. it's king. It's, like it's, it's so valuable to have data on your clients, on your business, what's working, what's not. I absolutely love data. And then mixed with a really authentic strategy, it's mm -hmm. a win-win. So I'm right, so happy you're doing you that see certain things like out like the thing about data and stuff is like we think oh well no one signed up for my freebie and there's been 10 people that went there and it's like it's only been 10 people First of all, it's <laughs> only been 10 people and if you have 10 people and nobody signed up that's data like, like so now you're getting data. something so we know so like, okay you, we, they're clicking but they're not signing up so that's where the right. break in the flow is happening and that's where we can focus i totally yeah, agree and it's, it's like with, with the pay marketing now you can quickly see more and you can see like okay i got 100 people and no one signed up okay now we need to probably right see what's going on is it the page is it the offer like you get to get that information much sooner much quicker mm -hmm. than trying to wait to get a good sample size so i definitely That's think a really it's, good it's so great. way of putting it i'm totally in agreement this is so smart i'm so happy to know you <laughs> yay um before <laughs> we end i would love to just ask a few questions um number one is what are you currently reading or your last like best book you've read um, I'm currently reading this, but I like to read fiction novels because I actually write fiction novels too. So of course you do. Yes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm an Instagram three. We do a lot of things. You're busy. Okay. What are you reading? Um, I'm reading this book called Blue. Um, I can't remember the author's name, but it's something, Monique something. Let me actually look really quickly because it's already up. Um, M Monique is her name. Um, and it's a really cute story so far. I'm about... 30% done. Um, but yeah, I love to read for like relaxation for the experience experience. Um, but then on the other business side, I'm planning to read the big leap, um, very soon because I've heard so, so much it's great things so about good. It. I am a massive fan of Gay Hendricks and he's been on this podcast twice. Oh my God. <laughs> and I am a massive fan girl. Um, the big leap was really good and helped me. I've been wanting to read it for a while because I keep hearing about it. Um, I heard it's about it from Rachel, Rachel Rogers, I think it was. Yeah. So um, I really like the audio book if you're into that. What, because I have that. I got it from the, I get, get things from the library. So that actually, it popped up recently. I'm like, oh, my, my, my book is really ready for me because I like audio books when it's like um, books like those because I focus better than reading those. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that I really like one. the ones that the authors read themselves. And I love that Gay Hendricks reads it because you just feel like they, more you connected. You can feel their excitement too, like when yeah. they're reading it. Like when I read um, I'm a Badass, um, you just feel like it's differently. It's different when they're reading it because it's, it's their words and they, they their knowledge and things like that. So, And it's like spoken how it's meant to be 
read kind of yes. thing, which is so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Gay Hendricks is fantastic. I love that book. And it's a great reminder actually to include in my reading list this month because um, I have this online platform and I do reading lists each month and I haven't included that book yet. So thank you for reminding me. I like me. this reading list option. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. I love to read. Um, and I just, I'm always curious as to what other people are reading. I think it's such a great place to connect with someone. Yes. Um, my next question is your favorite person to follow on Instagram or social media. Who do you actually enjoy <laughs> getting content from? Um, I would say Darisha Hawk. Darisha Hawk. Okay. Again, this is selfishly because (laughs) I like finding new people and I'm always so inspired by who is inspiring the people who inspire me. Yeah. She makes really good content. Um, like she's a, um, a high level coach. So I'm like one day you're going to be my coach. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, call it in. Yes. I love coaches. Okay. And my last question is for people who come through your world and use your services, connect with your courses and follow you in the online space. What is your prayer for them? Like, what is really the message that you want to share with people in your world? Oh, I love that. Um, I always say to live your life, like life is meant to be lived. So live it, doing whatever you love, be your most authentic self and listen to your body, your energy, and always give yourself grace, Hmm. which means take naps when you need to and (laughs) let go of the hustle mindset. So, because it can be very toxic. It can be very toxic. I just, I think think we've learned, we've lost what it meant in the, like, I, you know, back in the day, what it meant, you know, it's like more like working hard, but now I feel like it means like hustle and grind all the time in order to be successful. And I'm like, I don't like to hustle and grind all the time. That's not why I started my business. I like to have my time, my days for if I want to Netflix binge because I love Netflix binging (laughs) or just take a nap or just go for a walk because I feel like it. I want to do that. Or if I just need a brain break. And I don't want to always have to push through. Sometimes we need to, because whatever you're doing, you might need to push through right then and there, but it shouldn't be a constant thing. I love that reminder. And I think everybody listening will appreciate that. Give yourself grace. Someone once said it to me that I used to date and it stuck with me forever. I'm like, give yourself grace. Like he's always telling me that. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) So now I pass it on. Thank you. I love this. This was such a great conversation. I'm so glad to connect with you. We'll put your links in the show notes so everybody can find you and learn more if they are wanting to work with you. I have a feeling you will definitely hear from some of my audience. And as always to everybody tuning in, this was such a special episode. We don't talk about marketing that much on this podcast, believe it or not. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about. I have a whole (laughs) business around it. So it's really fun for me when I get to dive in in this way and share such valuable content and information with my audience. So thank you again. And to everyone listening, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing. 